Welcome to the We Go Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgieff, class of 2022. Today, I catch up with Sofia Mendocino from the class of 2015, graphic designer at Ferrero. Sofia will share with us how an intro class in design at U of I unlocked her creativity. Now, Sophia creates designs for some of your favorite brands of sweets, like Nutella and Fannie Mae. Joining us from the class of 2015 is Sophia Mendocino. Sophia, what do you do? Hi. Um, yeah, so at the moment, I am a graphic designer for a company called Ferrero. Um, it's a chocolate um, food-based company. They own Ferrero Rocher, if you're familiar with those, as well as Nutella, Um Butterfinger, Crunch, just to name a few, but I actually work on the um, Fannie Mae team, which is a more local premium chocolate brand. There's one over in like Carroll Stream, so you might drive past it on North Avenue sometimes. So Sophia, uh, I wonder if we can maybe uh, rewind to the, to the very beginning. When did you have a sense that you had an aptitude for art and design? Um, well, I was always really into art growing up and drawing. Um and it never really occurred to me through school, even through high school, that I could actually turn art into money without becoming like a starving artist type thing. Um, but it was actually my freshman year of college. So I have like kind of a non-traditional like college experience because I started one year at DePaul in Chicago. Um, and then I ended up transferring out of that program. But um, I was a communications major there. And I just wasn't really liking it. And I wasn't loving my experience at school. It, it was nothing against DePaul. It was just kind of like my own personal experience being there. And it was actually my sister who suggested I just explore looking into graphic design. And I took a program there. Um, it was just like a one-off class, actually. And I don't know, learned the fundamentals. And I really loved it. And then just from there, I, I kept with it and changed my major to that, transferred schools. And yeah, that just have been really into it ever since. So what was it that hooked you in that kind of fundamental class? Like when did all of a sudden it kind of click with you? Like, wait, I'm, I'm, this is, this doesn't feel like work to me. Like, what was it that kind of made the switch for you? I think you? it was just literally right away. Like I remember just in high school, like designing a PowerPoint and I just loved moving stuff around on the page. And when I learned that yeah, I could be doing that full time as a job. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, I mean, it sounds kind of boring, but, you know, like aligning texts and using little shapes to make a little like character. Um, even I've been able to like digitize my doodles and stuff. So it's just cool, I guess, how versatile it is. So you transferred from DePaul to U of I. What then, what was then your coursework like once you hit the ground at Champagne? Um, so they have a sequential credit system. So essentially 
when I transferred into that art program, I was a freshman again. Um, I had to go through the art program, like the four-year program along with everyone else. So I did have some basic credits already done. Um, but like in terms of art class, I, it was like down to fundamentals. It was like drawing, painting. Um, I don't know. There was like a woodworking kind of class. It, it was just like really basic stuff. We really didn't go into computer graphic things until probably like the second semester. Which one of the mediums was most beneficial that kind of made you uh, appreciate design that much more? Because you said you work with like paper and then wood and all those other ones. Which one really do you think probably gave you uh, a, a better foundation for when you had to move into the more the digital set, the digital stage? Um, well, we had a sort of kind of it was like an intro to typography type class. And we actually got to see like the really old type machines where you line up the blocks and then you run it through um, a roller thing and that ends up, you know, with like printed out text. Um, that was really interesting. And a lot of the language that you use in like old school typography is actually like stuff you use on the computer too, like kerning, for example, which is like distance between the letters that originated from old school, old school typography stuff. So I thought that was really cool. And I don't know, it still kind of sits with me because I can like understand my brain that like letting and kerning and stuff like all leads back to how I might arrange it on a block. Did, do you line up various different internships uh, as you're going through your course, coursework there? Um, so a lot of my programs and internships, basically everything I was involved in at school was um, kind of stuff I, I found on my own. Um, I think one of the first things I did for design outside of my coursework was um, I was in a sorority as well, and I joined as their like graphic design chair. So I was designing t-shirts and um, we do like a fundraiser every semester. So I was designing like we, we had like a dinner thing. I designed the tickets for that, um, some stuff for social media, things like that. And that's kind of where I like really started to get my feet wet. Um, and then there was also this like local newspaper. It was kind of like, it, it's a satire. It was kind of like the onion, but it was college based um, called the black sheep. And I just had some friends in it and I just thought it was really funny and I was already kind of a fan. So um, I was able to kind of like wedge my way in there and say like, Hey, you guys should take on a designer. And I ended up doing that for like two years as um, an intern of sorts. I mean, I called it an internship, but it was really more like a club, I guess. Um, so I was designing like, um, like also t-shirts for them and mainly Photoshopping like article thumbnails. Cause it's always like this like wacky scenario on campus that they're writing about. So I would like Photoshop together, like an image of what the article is talking about. That must've been a blast. <laughs> uh, what, what's, um, how busy did I keep, did it keep you? Um, it's hard to remember. I think the meetings were like once a week and then it was just like a couple hours outside of it. Um, I would attend the meetings and then it was all other writers on the team. Um, I was one of two designers. I had one designer that joined, um, a year after me and him and I like worked together on some stuff, but I would pick three articles that I liked at that meeting and then go home and then it would probably take like, I mean, early on, it took forever because I did not know how to use Photoshop at all. But that's how I learned how to use it. Um, and then towards the end, it might have taken like three or four hours out of my week to do those. Did you have a favorite 
design for one of your the shirts that you made for the sorority that must have been a, like a blast too because you must have seen how much everyone loved the t-shirts and and how really some of those things just become part of your core memory of how fun it was in college and knowing that you made the clothing for that experience must have been really satisfying as well do you remember what, what some of your favorite designs were? um well so one year the our bid day was nascar so i was able to just kind of take the existing NASCAR logo and um, rework it just to say the sorority letters instead. Um, and I kept it pretty simple. And yeah, that was kind of a, that was a good hit, I think. Um, and then there was another one, now that I'm thinking about it, we had dad's weekend and I did an entire digital drawing of um, our like football stadium, whatever it's called stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> arena field. I don't know. I did a whole drawing of that. And then we put that on the back of the shirt. And that was like one of the like, most, that was probably the most amount of time I spent on a digital drawing at that point. Um, so that was cool too. What it, What's the learning curve when you have to learn like the software? You said you were able to kind of teach yourself Photoshop. What are the other programs and like how, useful or uh, how how when do you get a sense that you have a type of mastery over that software like and because there's so many different things to explore and features uh when when do you get a sense that you can will it to do what your vision is i think it's when you know all of the like special key commands and like how to really quickly like zoom in and out and resize your brush or whatever you're doing in whatever program um, that's where it really kind of leads to that. And like something that I would wonder, how how do I do that? Like now I know how to do it really super fast and easy. Um, I guess you don't really think about when you're actually proficient. You're like, oh, I'm proficient in this now. But yeah, I guess yeah. that's one of the things that I, you know, if I feel comfortable doing something then I know I'm able to do it, I guess. So um, as you're making your way through uh, the program uh, at, at, at U of I, when did you start kind of getting a sense of where you're going to make your next leap? And did you have a, a job kind of lined up uh, upon graduation or uh, did, did it take some time to land that first job? Um, so it was kind of crazy because so uh, I graduated 2020. So oh, yeah. yeah, so it was like COVID the end of my senior year at school. So none of us knew what we were doing or what was going on. Um, I remember there was like this big, like it's called like the BFA show and we were supposed to like present our final projects and then kind of like, I don't know, that was supposed to be my last milestone. And then I'm like, okay, what, what do I do now? Like now this is done. What's next? But I didn't really have that because that show was canceled and I was just kind of left being like, Hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to work in packaging. I just kind of learned over time that that was something I was interested in. I guess packaging, but more broadly, like marketing in general, especially physical marketing. I'm not a big fan of like social media or anything, but just stuff you're like looking at when you go to the grocery store, for example, or something. I just kind of learned that that's what I was drawn towards. And um, I did have a couple different marketing internships. So I guess to like go and order um at the time I graduated, I was interning at um, the university's College of Medicine. I was on their marketing team, um, and then they were able to extend that through the summer, so I didn't get a like, big resume gap from COVID. Um, and then I was able to land in, like, I also knew I wanted to be within like the advertising field, um, so I started interning at this like little boutique ad agency that mostly worked with 
small local um, food and beverage brands. And then through there, um, I don't know. I didn't really know what was next. I, I guess like, sorry. This you were busy. You were busy yeah. for, for sure. Sorry, this is so no, long-winded. So, yeah, no, no, that was that was fine. So, what, you know, you you said that you, you're drawn to like packaging and, and all that. What are some of your favorite brands that you look at now as kind of a, a an admirer from afar like who do you think has the best kind of and and continues to impress you with their design and and what do you look for when you're looking at other uh designs on the packaging um well i guess to answer your second question first i i look a, a lot for like color um and like originality simplicity good typography um i don't know i i think like a good balance is really important. Um, overall, my favorite brand, which I guess is kind of lame, it's just like a yogurt brand. It's it's Chobani yogurt. Um, hmm. I just really love their design, and they incorporate a lot of really nice illustration. Um, and they're they're always updating their stuff. They they have a nice social feed too, which I look at a lot. Um, has to be yeah, like one of my faves. So you you. Ultimately, now you're at, I'm sorry, it's Ferrero? Yes. Ferrero. Ferrero. Okay. Ferrero. So now, uh, how did you, uh, what was that uh, experience like landing uh, there? Um, well, so to continue kind of like from graduation, so I had that internship at that agency. And then I ended up, um, before I graduated, I met um, this woman at like one of our career fairs who worked for a company called Instant Brands. Um, they own like Instant Pot, Pyrex, Corel, like cookingware, etc. Um, and I worked for them for a while as like a product pattern designer. And then I, I was on a contract and I got let go off that. So I was kind of back to square one, like not really sure what to do. I was applying to everything I could. I, I was cold emailing people. I, I went through like, I, I ended up getting like quite a few interviews at once. Um, and I was able to kind of pick and choose. And, and Ferrero was just one of them who I, I literally, I think I like found it on LinkedIn and applied through their website. I didn't reach out to anyone, which is like abnormal for me because I normally was contacting everyone I could. Um, I didn't reach out to anyone. I just did the traditional interview process and I, I got it. So and then I just am still there. <laughs> So, so talk to me about like, what's a typical day uh, for you? Do you work, do you go into an office or do you, um, uh, do you, can you do it from home? Um, so we're hybrid. I go in the office three days a week um, and their office is downtown. It's in the Macy's building actually. Um, mm. So sometimes I coordinate with my team, what days I'm going to go in. I can kind of pick and choose. Like if I want to do like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is. Um, I can choose that. And then, yeah, um, couple meetings throughout the day, but I do have a lot of time to myself to actually work on stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like really day to day, <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe. Yeah. So like, do you have, you said that you're one of the campaigns that you're working on is, um, a kind of Fannie Mae was that? I get that yeah. Right? That's my, that's my main brand team. Um, they own like a big library of brands, but that's the one I, I do the, work for. Um, so it's like under the Ferrero umbrella. So for Fannie Mae, I work on like email collateral. I do their social media. Um, and I also, which is like kind of interesting, I do their visual merchandising. 
So they have um, over 50 stores in like the Midwest and every store needs its own like layout. They have their own signage, um, even down to like little price cards. I, I work on those too. I make a map of the store every season because also with it being chocolate, it's like very seasonal. So like literally today I actually went and um, decorated our flagship store on Michigan Avenue for Easter. So just like making sure everything looks in good shape for the coming season. How do you work with then? It's got to be interesting because you have to, you're, you're at this kind of inflection point where the data from sales may inform you to make some type of design accommodation. How how does that interplay work? Yeah. So, um, but the rest of my team, they're the one who kind of look at analytics and stuff and they'll kind of point to like, here's where this product needs to go. Like we have like different areas of the store and they're all numbered and um, there's like a feature table for like most popular products. Cause it's also determining like how much of each product you're going to get, especially with it being like a seasonal thing. You're only going to get so many units um, each season. So it's, yeah, kind of just based off their notes and where they think things should go. And then it's kind of up to me to make it look nice where it's sitting in the store. How much training goes into like thinking about like the behavioral <laughs> economics of that, right? So because like you walk into the store and they have to think, well, where where do your eyes go first? And then what's the most likely um, engagement in order to maybe maximize, uh, the sale of that. Um, is that something that you studied and that you get as, uh, uh, training on and you kind of learn on the job and, and, and how do you even kind of figure out the psychology of the consumer with that? Yeah, I'm laughing cause I, I didn't get trained on that. Um, <laughs> I worked in like, I worked in retail and I also worked in restaurants a lot. Um, one, one restaurant I worked for had many, many events. So I was kind of also helping like set up little displays for those things. So I just kind of got like hands-on training through just other jobs that I've had in my life. Um, My manager has like more of a serious visual merchandising background. So I do learn from her just in the sense of like listening to what she has to say about stuff and then kind of, you know, doing accordingly to what she says. Um, But yeah, there was no like formal training. I I think a lot of it really is down to like, putting yourself in the shoes of the consumer and how they might experience something. Um, we talk a lot about our like demographic because it's te- generally skews a little older. Um, so it's kind of like interesting to me. It's like, how can I appeal to this older crowd and what their experience might be like shopping? Oh, that's, that's interesting. So do you go, as you said, you said you went to the flagship store uh, today. How many stores is this? Do you have to visit every store or uh and 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 put your touch on it or uh is that is that the one where most of your energy goes and then everyone kind of copies from uh, from there what's that arrangement so the flagship store has like a pretty unique layout um so that like that's part of the reason why i contribute more to that and it's also just since it is our flagship it does need to look the best um but all the other stores they have more of a typical layout um And so I create this guide every season that gets sent to all the managers and then they set up the store according to the guide. Um, So I don't do any special visits to those stores, but um, another interesting thing that my company does is we do this thing called partner support. Um, 
generally these stores have a manager and two to three employees or so. And during the busy season, it can get really busy and lines can go out the door. So we actually have our corporate people visit um, a number of stores and actually help out for the day. So like on Valentine's Day, for example, I was at our store in Arlington Heights um, helping, you know, put out product and um, putting chocolate into little cups and then putting that into a box and then putting that into the display case, things like that. Um, so that's kind of like my experience going to a regular store is when I do partner support, but I don't generally go to any of those. Now, it it would seem obvious that Valentine's Day is probably the busiest, right? I think it's like, okay, so the day, Valentine's Day, like the day, yes, it's probably the busiest day of the year. I mean, we get a lot of traffic around Christmas, but I, I think the um, most successful season is probably Easter. Which which of the seasons do you enjoy most working with? Um, probably Easter, just because, and it's not because I'm just working on it right now, but I, like, um, we're able to branch out the most with color. All our packaging is like multicolored for Easter, um, and we just kind of rolled out this new packaging this past season with like kind of a watercolor style, which I'm just generally really drawn to anyway. Um, I don't know, the product is more diverse because there's so many there's bunnies and cream eggs and like marshmallow eggs it's just there's a lot of variety and it's just more interesting and and nicer to look at honestly so that's probably my favorite okay so that's your field work and then you have to go back to the office what is what is your uh time on like in design and kind of using uh the programs that you use like what what's the base program that you use to kind of actually do your design work when you're uh in the office um, or uh, on your computer yeah so mainly I, it's hard to say the like, number one but like top three would be InDesign, illustrator and photoshop um it just kind of depends on what i need to be doing like most stuff i i guess i prefer illustrator for because i'm very comfortable in it but we also, so we do a lot of photography as well. Um, and with chocolate, it's pretty imperfect. There's like bubbles and bumps in it. So I also do a lot of retouching. Um, so that would be in Photoshop. Fannie Mae is what you, you're working on now. Where is that? Like what percentage of your time is focusing on that brand? And what are the other brands that uh, you also work with? Um, so it's like... 80% Fannie Mae. And then the only other brand that I'm currently working on is um, Nutella Cafe, which it's not. So they do own Nutella, um, but it's kind of just a weird thing. I think the Nutella team is based in Parsippany, New Jersey. So I don't actually work on the Nutella brand, but there randomly is a Nutella Cafe here um, where they just make Nutella based food like crepes and waffles and whatever. Um, but the the cafe is here. So they need a lot of like design support too. Also in photography, signage, seasonal decorating stuff. So I do kind of have hands on that sometimes, but um it's yeah, mostly Fannie Mae. Is there any travel outside of the Chicagoland area that you get to to, to go to to do for work? The main place I've had to travel so far is our factory, which is in um, Canton, Ohio. So kind of kind of a random place. I've had to go there to 
also help with their signage and stuff. But it's also just been good to like see the factory. It's really interesting because I, I've like seen every single part of like the production of our chocolate from, you know, creating it to phot- photographing it to designing the packaging to like putting it out in the store. Is is there another uh, brand within the company that you, you think that you might kind of want to try it, your hand at uh, design work? Personally, I would love to work on Nutella, um, but I don't want to move to New Jersey. Um, uh-huh. But we did. So they keep acquiring stuff. They they just acquired like a couple weeks ago, um, Blue Bunny ice cream. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know where that team's going to be. I, I hope it's not in our office because we have no room. Um, <laughs> but they also... Uh, a big part of the Keebler cookie team is also in Chicago and they do packaging, which again is kind of something I'm like very interested in. So, um, and their research and development team is there. So they, they get to work on new flavors and stuff, which I think would be cool to be like a little more directly involved in that. So I, yeah, I think, you know, hopefully eventually, um, but I'm part of a small team right now and um, you know, they need me. So I probably won't be leaving to a new team for a while, but I do intend to stay with Ferrero for a while. So there's the art that you create for your job and in, in design. Do you do anything outside of uh, of your, your job there that kind of also kind of expresses yourself artistically? Um, I wish I could say yes, but honestly, not not much. I, I just by the end of the day, I'm pretty burnt out on even looking at a computer um, sense, yeah. yeah, I did do a lot of like, or a, I did a little digital illustration um, for a bit, and that was fun. But yeah, it's just, I just yeah, get burnt out. <laughs> if someone was like interested in in design, like what were like the things that you wish you knew now? Then what you know now. Uh, like I'm thinking like if a, a student was interested in design, like what are the the things that were like really helpful in terms of like studying for uh design work and all that what were some of the what was like what would be like a good tip in that regard of like how to like a a successful study hack for design um education um i guess i don't really have any hacks maybe really work on learning key commands um because that makes things go a lot smoother and also i guess just like save videos of what you're interested in learning to do I mean I'll even get random design stuff on on TikTok like a Photoshop hack and I'll save it and refer back to it later because I'll I'll be thinking about it and be like oh this is the time that I can apply this hack or not even a hack but I can apply this um, method to this Photoshop thing I'm working on so I guess yeah like always save um, little tips and I don't know, I guess go seeking it out. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. YouTube. I mean, even TikTok. Yeah. Um, Also, I would just say like get into animation or at least learn how to do some basic animation because everywhere wants you to know how to animate now. You said that you wouldn't be interested in moving to New Jersey for, for Nutella. Where do you see yourself maybe in five, 10 years? I'm pretty drawn to the West coast. I I think one of my top companies that I would like to work for one day is like a coffee brand. Um, I think it'd be really cool to work for Starbucks. I think they're in, um, they're in Seattle. Yeah. I think Seattle would be really cool. I would love to go out West. Um, and yeah, I, anything coffee really. I mean, that was my senior thesis project 
I, I just love it. I, I don't know. I, I think there's so much opportunity to do so many cool things because coffee is just, I don't know, they're always coming out with new stuff and it's just doesn't need to be super traditional. It can be really expressive. So I would love to kind of shift over to that one day. I mean, who knows? Sophia, this has been great. Uh, and I always like ending the interview with tips for success uh, for current Wildcats. Uh, what would you what would you tell them? Um, I guess I would say don't feel like you need to have everything figured out right away and always be willing to try something new um, because I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> when I graduated high school. I, I just picked a major out of a hat and um, I don't know, I explored something within something I may perhaps be interested in and then I really was. So I'm happy I took that leap and I think everyone should do that. That's so great. Well, Sophia, this has been a great interview, and thank you so much for uh, sharing your time with us today. Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and spread the word about Weagle Places by sharing our interviews with other Wildcats on social media. If you want to search past episodes or stay current, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Just search Weagle Places. And you can also follow Weagle Places on Facebook and Twitter, at Places Podcast. If you know of a former Wildcat who would be a great guest, send me a direct message on Facebook, Twitter, or even at school email at brianturnbow at d94.org.